it's Dara Parker in the QSO VSO Vancouver office and I'm with Vassail Claussen who has just returned from a placement in Sierra Leone. Welcome Vassail. Hi Dara, thanks for calling. Not a problem. So we've just been chatting a little bit about your placement. I'm wondering if you could tell us uh, where you were placed and what you were doing. I was placed in uh, Kenema, Sierra Leone, which is in the eastern portion of Sierra Leone, uh, with EFAD, which is the International Fund for Agricultural Development. Uh, my job there was to do the work of a rural engineer developing uh, irrigation systems in inland valley swamps uh, to improve rice production for the very poorest farmers in Sierra Leone. And who were you working with uh, on a daily basis in the field? In the field, I worked um, with 11 communities um, and their, their farmers within the 11 communities. And I also worked with a, a service provider contractor and uh, local government staff uh, in implementing the projects. Great. And so we chatted a little bit. So the goal was to increase a rice yield, is that correct? Yes, that's uh, the primary goal was to improve the rice production um, and, and in developing the, the swamps you can get uh, rice production uh, two to four times higher than you can in an undeveloped swamp. The added advantage is that you can produce um, other crops after the rice is out of the field. So for example, vegetable production under irrigation in the dry season is possible. Great, that sounds interesting. And I know that in our previous conversation, you mentioned that while the technical aspect of the project was fairly successful and you anticipate that uh, within three years there will be an increased rice yield, it wasn't the technical side of the project that was the true success for you. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I think the, the individual uh, development, uh, the giving people the skills and, and the understanding of what we were doing and how we were doing it and how it was going to have an impact on them personally and for their communities made the biggest difference to me. When the young people finally got the concept of managing the water using the structures we were building, when that light bulb goes on, it's amazing to see they, they understand how they are going to benefit from this and then they are eager to continue the work to make sure that they can benefit. And so what was the biggest surprise to you while you were in your placement? Um, I think there were a lot of surprises. I think the biggest surprise was how well accepted I was at the community level um, working with the farmers. I'm female, white, and over 50, and uh, there's not a lot of uh, people in that demographic working in Sierra Leone, right. either local or expat. So it was really good to, to feel that my technical skills were accepted, but that I was also accepted as a person and that people were willing to open up and, and let me into their community and, and to learn what they could from me. I know you joked that uh, you played the role of an elder in the community, uh, pointing out that your hair is quite gray, and we haven't actually met in person, so I can't confirm that. Uh, did you see yourself, like, as a, were you accepted as an elder in the community? I think that I was, was respected as an elder in the community. Um, people treated me very well. They listened carefully when I spoke. Um, and even though I didn't necessarily speak the language when it was translated, I, I, I got the sense that they were respectful of both my age 
and my experience and my education, and, and that made it very much easier to work with them. Right. So one of the comments that you made was that you were able to do so much with so little. Can you explain that a little more? Well, I think that, um, you know, in Canada we think that technology is the be-all, end-all, and saves everything, and, and I found out in Sierra Leone that um, you can do a lot without very high-developed technology. The projects we were working um, on involved hand labor, uh, hand tool construction, people doing back-breaking work in the heat uh, to accomplish the end product. Um, we could do it here physically uh, very much easily uh, in Canada with, with equipment, but the equipment doesn't exist there, so you do what you can uh, with hand tools and with, with labor. And it's very possible to do the same things without having the technology in behind. Um, we did training uh, with people who are semi-literate at best. Um, they couldn't write notes and, and read papers so that we had to use demonstrations and, and a different level of training to get the concepts across. It was very challenging to do that training. It's much easier if you can do a PowerPoint presentation. But it's very rewarding to be out in the field and to show somebody how to do it and know that they are learning from doing um, and learning from seeing the work done. Yeah, that sounds very powerful. I'm wondering, in, given the different context of the work in Sierra Leone, is there anything that you learned that you'll bring bringing back to your life in Canada, be that technical or otherwise? Um, I think I learned that you can live very simply and be quite happy. Um, we surround ourselves with stuff here. Um, for a year I had no stuff and it didn't really bother me. There was no TV, internet was sketchy sometimes, phone conversations were cut off often. Um, there was often places where there was no phone coverage. Uh, you can learn to live without technology and you can learn to live with what you've got and, and I think that's what I bring home. I look and say, you know, I, I don't need to have all of this. I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm grateful for the good food and for the good medical care and for all the things we have, but I know now that I don't need those things. Uh, they're nice to have, but I don't need them. And so without internet, which we're all addicted to here in North America, what did you do when you weren't working? What were you doing? <laughs> Since the only thing in my mind you could do is be on the internet. But what, what, what did you uh, do um, in your I, social time? I actually time? read a lot. Uh, I did have some technological support there. I, I have a, a, an electronic reader, mm -hmm. and it had 100 books on it, and I went through a lot of those. I love to read, though, so reading is not a problem. The other thing I, I worked on was on uh, personal friendships. Uh, we socialized a lot after work, um, so we'd sit and, and chat and uh, have dinner at people's places and, and go out. Um, uh, it was very sociable there. Uh, even after a long day's work, it was nice to sit on a terrace somewhere and have a cold drink and, and go over what had happened that day. So I think my social life there was a little different than it is here as well. And are there any relationships that you'll maintain now that you're back in Canada, or anyone in particular? Um, I, I, I consider myself to have family there. Um, my driver became like my son. Um, he took care of me every day, and, and he was very young. He was 23, which is about the same age as my daughter. And they are very alike in their personalities, which was a little startling. <laughs> so we text 
um, and email when he has access to the internet. Mm -hmm. um, that relationship I definitely will maintain. One of my colleagues um, uh, is also someone that I will uh, stay in contact with via email and phone. Um, and all of them, uh, all of the people that I worked with in the office uh, have access to email, so it's a little easier to keep in touch with them. Um, with the, the villagers that I met, it's a little harder. I ask people to pass along messages when I can, and I am sure that I will go back at some point. And so, uh, what would be the one piece of advice that you'd offer to a volunteer about to embark into the field? I'd say you have to, to be confident in yourself, not just professionally, not just in your technical area of expertise, but as a person as well. Um, to know who you are and, and what you can and cannot do and what you can and cannot accept is very important. It's important to be flexible, but not to the point where you're compromising your own values. And I think that um, if you go with an open mind, and um, look for places that you can fit in and, and do things, you may find that you are able to do more than just what you were put there to do technically. That's great. Vassal, thank you so much for your service with QSO VSO, and thanks for sharing your story today. You're welcome. I've enjoyed my year, and I've enjoyed doing this with you today, Dara. Great. Thanks. All right.